Ladies and gentlemen, here's Victor Allen to tell you about what's happening today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is a special, special, I hate to say beta launch, but such, it's such a wonderful launch that I got to give a beta shout out to who we call the B-Next Entertainment Girl of the Month. Notice I said girl. <laughs> it's Teresa Campbell. She's kicking off this wonderful, unbelievable show called Hollywood Live. I'm going to let her take it from here and tell us all about this wonderful launch you're about to embark on. Oh, thank you so much, Victor. You know I love you. You got my heart 24-7. <laughs> thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hollywood Live. This is a new platform. We are here to bring you the behind the camera and in front of the camera scenes that are going to help you get your career going in Hollywood. But not only that. We're going to bring you people who are inspiring, who are making things happen, writing books, making TV shows, producers, you name it. And if there's anyone you recommend for the show, go ahead, drop me a line. Don't worry, I will tell you how to get in contact with us uh, in the middle of the show. But anyway, welcome to Hollywood Live. Can I get some woo-woo? Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, thank you. And... You heard them. We have a live audience. This is the best. You can throw the scripts away. You can throw the unscripted scripts away. <laughs> we are coming to you live because we want to come to you where you're at, in your home, in your car, wherever you might be. This you may is even for be you. in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our funny girl here. I'm so excited. Um, I'm not even going to talk a lot. I'm just your humble host and uh, providing a platform, but I'm really excited to have my girl here today, Miss Sonia Warfield. Woo! Everybody give it up. Woo! All right. The bio is long. This is it. I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell. <laughs> Sonia is a Hollywood writer, and she's written for Will and Grace, The Game. She's had production deals over at... Uh, Sony Pictures Television, and uh, she's also had projects over at Hulu and ABC Family. We love that, uh, you know, she actually participated in the Will and Grace show as it is an Emmy Award-winning show, but nonetheless, I'm going to let Sonia actually come on and do a quick introduction, and then we're going to get into the show. This is going to be a fun, on-the-cuff program okay we're on going to <laughs> we're going to do uh plead the fifth which you may have seen on another late night talk show i won't mention the name we're going to um have audience ask some questions it's going to be very interactive during the show if you have any questions go ahead and drop your comments if you're on live stream Drop your comments there and questions there for Sonia. If you're on Meerkat, you're probably tuning in on Pack Stereo. Go ahead and drop your comments there, your questions for Sonia, also on Meerkat. We're everywhere. If you're watching us on Periscope, I see you, Periscope. If you're on Periscope, you go ahead and drop a question there. We're going to come at you, too. You will not be left out. All right? <laughs> um, everybody gets to play in this game. Everybody. 
So with that said, Sonia, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, say hi, do what you do. I'm so excited to have you here. Love your dress, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> You're Macy's. welcome. <laughs> Everyone could have oh, one. Oh, we love Macy's, don't we? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, here's the thing. Let me just tell you what I think about Macy's <laughs> is that sometimes I go in there and there's too much perfume going on mm. and like it's kind of chaotic it's always about the perfume ladies try this try this well try, try this. it they don't even ask they spray you it like in the face right. i practically have an anaphylactic like shock attack and anyway um i digress but uh so i'm sonia warfield and i'm a writer a screenwriter but i've also written a wonderful little book mm-hmm. <laughs> um and oh that's my cue hold on yeah Available on Amazon. Bam, bam, bam. Amazon. You can just like press a button and a drone will bring it to you. Probably during the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I've I've been writing for since like 2003 professionally. I started on Will and Grace and was on a little other show called Jake in Progress. John Stamos starred in that show. John Stamos. I know. And so I used to watch him on General Hospital. He was Blackie on General Hospital. (laughs) And was just like, you know, I think I had his poster from Teen Beat. Didn't we all? (laughs) And so then I'm working with him. And, I mean, that was, you know, kind of dreamy. And, uh, yeah, and so I've... Did you ever touch his body? Jealous. He touched me. (laughs) (laughs) No, he John had a very funny sense of humor, and um, sometimes he would come into the writer's room in his robe, mm. <laughs> and he came into the writer's room in his robe one day, and this was when he was doing ER, I don't know if you remember, yes. he was, okay, so, so I said, I said, John, you were fantastic last night, and he said, oh, which one were you, baby? And I was like, no, John, I meant when I was watching you on ER, on television, I wasn't, you know. Anyway. He's a hot bod, that's for sure. Yeah, very, very talented. And, uh, yeah, and so then I've, I've done, um, you know, I've developed for other networks, yes. for NBC. I've written a couple pilots for HBO and mm-hmm. ABC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote a movie for Hillary Swank's company. Yes. It didn't get produced. <laughs> that often happens. But you still get paid. The check clears. <laughs> I just want everybody to understand that. Even if it doesn't get produced, the money goes into your bank account and you can go shopping at Macy's and get a dress like this and many others. Um, and, yeah, so I... And then I decided um, that I sort of... I kept hearing a lot of stories from women that were very similar stories about men. And I write a lot of scream. You know, I don't do a lot of screenwriting about relationships. And so I kept hearing these very similar stories about overachieving women and underachieving guys. And it started to tick me off. And I said, you know what? I'm going to write something about this because enough is enough. Yeah. And so then I wrote a little book called Big Fat Negro, Get Your Lazy Ass Off off My Couch. couch. Woo! And and it's not not just just about about black men, okay? Because I want to include all men. I don't discriminate. Right. All of them can be lazy. This is the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah, any man can be a lazy ass on the couch. And he might need a couch eviction, and this book will tell you how to get uh, his ass off. Yeah, here we go. My cue again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bam. Boom. There it is. Awesome. A couple of notes also about Sonia's background that I love. 
Um, she is a professor. USC, yes. right? Cinematic yes. Arts. Love that. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Teaching the next generation. I know. Is Those that scary? Blasted millennials. <laughs> I really, I don't, I mean, I kind of feel like, because we, one of the shows that I had my students studying this semester was Empire, and I thought, mm. oh my gosh, your parents are paying $60,000 for you to study, to watch yeah. TV, to watch yeah. the show. There you have it. But you know what? All, all things for coats. <laughs> I know. Like, all things. Like, get on the, you know, your ghetto fabulous. Exactly. Language. And, exactly. Uh, and then your dad is none other than Paul Warfield. Yeah. Right? NFL Hall of Famer, undefeated Miami Dolphins. It's yeah. A football day, so we have to give a heads, uh, cheers for I that know. as well. If anybody was watching that Patriots Dallas game, that was kind of, I mean, because Tom Brady got sacked like six times at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game, but then they won. Wrong. Nobody cares. This no, is I, care. I, care. I have the wrong audience. <laughs> I am a football You are. You are. <laughs> All right, so now it's time in the show for some important studio information. So we're going to hashtag, um, you can have a couple of choices, Big Fat Negro. You can hashtag that. You can hashtag Sonia Warfield. It's S-O-N-J-A. S-O-N. It's the German spelling because I was named by a German doctor. My parents didn't name me. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. If you More know. tidbits. Isn't that crazy? I love yeah. it. <laughs> they, they didn't have a name. And so the doctor was like, she looks like a little Sonia. And there was this actress named Sonia Henny. She was an actress and an mm, ice skater. Right. And so my parents said, how do you spell that? So I have, uh, his name was Dr. Funk, too. Isn't that <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not sure about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> he was German. Oh, that's another show. But he was yeah. German. And so I think, like, the Germans, you know, they tell you what to do and you do it. Uh, and you don't even ask questions. <laughs> you just do. So uh, the second hashtag would be Hollywood Live. Hollywood Live. Hashtag Hollywood Live. Thank you, my dear. And then on Twitter, you can find me at Boss Chick Teresa. You, you heard it right. I said it. <laughs> Boss Chick C-H-I-C, Teresa. And then also shout out to the guys here at the studio, Pack Stereo. You can go to Pack Stereo, live stream. You can find them everywhere. Meerkat, Periscope. You're watching us right now on one of those platforms. So go ahead, give them a shout out. You can shout out to Mario. He's oh, the oh. big king oh, of the oh, castle. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you can shout out to Victor. Thank you so much, guys, for the platform. Totally appreciate you. So we're going to get right into the show. We're going to play a nice little game called Plead the Fifth. You've heard it before I will ask Sonia A few questions She will either plead the fifth Or she'll give us a nice Juicy answer We'll get it right from her And um, let's see how this goes So I'm going to start with Question number one Yes have you, do you know anyone, Sonia? Yes, I know. Now, I know this, this is an evening show, so please, if there are any children watching, go ahead and leave the room, plug your ears, well, tell mom. Here's the thing, a child would have to explain to you on the platform for which you would have to watch this. That's like, very Like, child true. would have to set this up for you, essentially. The child would have to explain to the parents what's going on right. and then say, oh, now I have to leave the room. Yes. So, Sonia, have you, do you know of anyone maybe who's done a sex act for an entertainment job? Well, absolutely, yeah. 
for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you made that too easy. I have not. Awesome. No. Okay. I barely do sex acts from you know, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what is the craziest thing you've seen on a television set? Um, what is the craziest thing I've seen on a television set? That was not scripted, you mean? Yes. You know, maybe John Stamos in the bathroom. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, gosh, you know what? I feel terrible that I don't have anything juicy and disgusting to tell you about that. But I don't, the craziest thing I, is, is very tame. So I'm, I apologize, audience, for not living a more racy, you know, classless life. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Okay. We have an audience uh, question here. Audience wants to ask a plead the fifth question. Come on up, my dear. Come Follow me. <laughs> Yay! Give it up to her for you. Okay. It doesn't have to be. There's got to be something crazy. I mean, something. It could be. It could be an act or something. It doesn't have to be wild, but there's some tidbit you have. I'm sure. I. I or mean, not. I. You know what? I don't think so. I think. I think. Uh, I don't think there's okay. anything. Awesome. Moving, Moving right along. Yeah. Moving right along. So next question: How do you feel about Pooch Hall's departure from the game? So here's the thing. I was not devastated because he's not real. It's a television show. (laughs) Things happen. Contracts don't work out. People get other jobs. Life goes on. But I understand and I empathize with the audience members who, you know, definitely wanted him to be on the show and were devastated and uh, hurt. But I think he went on to do some Ray Donovan. And I think he lives in Studio City because I see him often. Yeah. Awesome. So again, Plead the Fifth is the game here. What is your favorite BET show? Um, can I plead the fifth on that? <laughs> awesome. I think I'm going to plead the fifth. And uh, what about your favorite Will and Grace episode? Um, so my favorite Will and Grace episode is, it's not an episode that I wrote, but it's an episode uh, called Bed, Bath, and Beyond. Yes. And it is when... Um, uh, Woody Harrelson's character and Grace break up and she's like has a bed in and you know she got just got dumped I think we can all relate to that yeah. and um, jo- Joni Marchenko wrote that I think mm-hmm. that was my favorite episode awesome and uh, let's see any audience members want to participate in Plead the Fifth any Plead the Fifth questions if you're an audience member come on into the studio and ask a question to Sonia anyone you can go to the mic there do you have a question? Kelly? Come on, Kelly. Kelly's got a question oh, yeah, for Plead the Fifth. Awesome. Up oh, to the mic over oh, there. This is, plead, this is Plead the Fifth, Kelly. So plead, plead the Fifth, the fifth. So and Sonia like, can actually Plead the Fifth or answer the question. <laughs> You're going to OJ me. Um, oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> So I have a question. I read your book, and I love it. You can plead the fifth if you want to, but I would love to know um, if there is 
a story in there that you feel like saying happened to you? I'm, I know you got things from real life experience, but I just know some of those, like, truth is stranger than fiction, so I'm like, oh, that has got to be true, and yeah. maybe it happened to you or happened to a friend, but is there any story that you would like to share that is one that happened to you? You don't have to say if it was your husband or boyfriend or whoever, but yeah. I'd love to know if there was one that wasn't a friend that had actually happened to you. Well, there are a bunch... Great question, Kelly. Yeah, so there are a bunch in the book that happened to me and that I do say happened to me. Um, There are some in the book where I, you know, kind of give fictional names to people, but they did happen to me. But um, I have a lawyer who has told me... (laughs) (laughs) Who has told me... That has to remain fiction. So that sounds so, like plead the fifth. So plead the fifth, because guess what? I already paid, like, I don't want to get sued. Right. Basically is what I'm saying. Good answer. Good answer. All right. So that was actually a lot of fun. We're going to go ahead and open it for other audience questions. Woo. So let's keep the party rolling. We have another audience member. Uh, state your name, please. Uh, and then my go name ahead and is ask, Kim. Ask your question. Kim. And my question is, have you ever been stood up? And if so, what did you do? And did you track down the guy? Uh, well, oh I, boy, we love this. Yeah, story. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're not allowed to play the fifth. We're in the next segment. <laughs> exactly. So. Let me tell you something. Fun is over. I don't want to play the fifth anymore, okay? I want to tell you the truth because I want all of you to learn from this experience. And I want this story to be a warning to men out there, okay? There's a new club in town. It's called the Good Old Girls Club. And this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, several years ago, I uh, connect- reconnected with somebody who I dated in my 20s, and we had a date, and we had, we were going to go out on a Wednesday night at like 5.30 for drinks, um, at, you know, we had a location, everything. He was supposed to call me to just, like, confirm, you know, that day, but everything was set. Yeah. And a girlfriend of mine happened to call me around 5.15, and by that time, the guy hadn't called, so clearly he was standing me up, you know. Um, so my girlfriend called and she said, remember that guy? And I'm just going to like use a fake name, Tyrone Houdini. Okay. <laughs> um, she's like, remember, it's always Tyrone. <laughs> remember that guy, Tyrone Houdini, who used to date? And I was like, yeah. Now my girlfriend had no idea about this date that I had with him, which was within minutes. And she said, well, so, you know, something kind of he he applied for a job here at my office and one of the producers wanted me to like get more information about him or if there was somebody who could vouch for him and then I looked at his resume I remembered that was somebody you dated so you know I'm calling you to see like basically if you could vouch for him or something like that and I said well it it is uncanny that you are calling me right now because if you had called me yesterday if you had called me last week I would have said he's great in fact I have a date with him and we're going out tonight at 530 for drinks at you know this place on sunset and I said but right now he's standing me up at this moment he was supposed to go we were supposed to go out and he's literally standing me up at this moment and so my friend said well that's all I need to hear because he's not getting that job the (laughs) The the producer is a woman and I'm going to tell her and there's no way in hell she's going to give that job and that's That's what happened Wow. He did not that get that awesome. job. So be warned. There's good a new girls, girls good old girls club. Yeah. Did you yeah. didn't even do anything wrong? <laughs> no. Yes, you did. I did. I felt. Awesome. I mean, I kind of felt bad for him because everybody needs a job. My girlfriend's like, not everybody needs a job. People who are dependent need a job, not people like that. So. 
Awesome. I love that story. It never gets old. <laughs> and, um, no one's in line yet, so I'm going to ask one more question. Yes. Okay. Have you or have any of your girlfriends, in your opinion, uh, sort of lost their mind and stopped listening to their gut because they had a wedding agenda going on? Mm. Um, absolutely. I mean... Listen, I know people who preferred their wedding dress more than their husband. (laughs) But, like, there are some really beautiful wedding dresses that are one of a kind, and you can't get them off the rack, and so I understand that. Or the experience. How many people are coming? Is it destination? Everyone gets caught up in the fairy tale and really away from, is this a reality that I can live with for the rest of my life? life. Right. Well, in my book, I have a whole chapter on fantasy versus reality. Yeah. And and I think we do all get caught up in the fantasy and we don't pay attention to the reality, which is, this guy's a loser. Right. You know, I my agenda may be to get to the end of that aisle and mm-hmm. to put a ring on it, but, you know, do I want him to put a ring on it? Yeah. Do I want to be actually linked to him for the rest of my life? So, And you know what? That's a, a good place to segue to. We're having a lot of fun here yeah. at the end of the day this is really about women's empowerment yes. women helping other women yeah. women encouraging other girls club all of that and really keeping each other accountable to living our best life and living the fullest life and when it comes to a partner hey girlfriend is that the partner for you or what are yes. you doing really are you really happy just and doing that in a loving way so at the end of the day this is fun the book title is fun yeah but, we're but there's really, a real meaning there's, yeah yeah there's a real message and and I honestly I feel as if we as women are, are, are culpable because our society I mean even though you know we've made strides in all sorts of areas the bottom line is you know everybody people still want to be in a relationship and we're built for relationships Mm -hmm. um but i think it we need to be careful because so many of us want to be have a title like girlfriend or mrs or whatever Mm -hmm. even if you don't you know or or somebody's wife um even if you don't take their name and it's really it's we're socialized to want a label yeah, we're social and we're socialized to want to be a part of a couple, yeah. which I'm. I mean, and I, I think we actually want that innately, but I, I feel as if we lower our expectations, we settle for mediocre love, we um, make excuses. I mean, boys will. Can I say bullshit? Yeah. Because I just said it. Oh, we're live, honey. This is not okay. <laughs> we are live streaming. Because boys will be yes. boys is bullshit. Okay. Okay. Yes. It is. <laughs> Nobody ever says girls will be girls. And I think as soon as we say that, we set up a bunch of excuses that we make for men and that allow them to be boys, that allow them to have bad behavior, and we perpetuate this bad behavior, and we lower our standards, and then we get people who we have to kick off of the couch. Yeah. You're saying a lot. You're really preaching right now. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen and amen. Uh, There's a lot there. Girls will be girls. Boys are allowed to be boys, Mm -hmm. but girls are not allowed to be girls. And what does that mean exactly? We're held to a higher standard. Boys can misbehave. They can do what we want. People say boys will be boys. I mean, I've heard women say, excuse a man cheating and say, well, boys will be boys. What are you going to do? Gotcha. I mean, honestly, if, if you are going to set for that you are not setting any kind of standard so even if you break up with that person the next guy the next woman who they go to they're not gonna have 
any kind of standard. Right. And, you know, think, I, like, I don't want that for myself or if I had a daughter or even my friends. I, I mean, I want you to want to be in a relationship that is worthy of you. Mm. And I think when we don't value ourselves, no one else is going to, but we're going to perpetuate this. And and girls must encourage other girls, we must encourage each other yeah. to want relationships that value us, meaning yes. no cheating husbands, no cheating boyfriends, no right. well, and those that really aren't adding value to your life. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Oh, yeah, awesome. and I mean, some other things that are happening now with women being breadwinners is that there are a lot of women out there who are supporting yes. men. Yes. Um, Millennials specifically millennials is a big group are, in this day and time. Yeah, I've heard the term recently where they retire their husbands. Yeah, meaning, well, that's some bullshit right there. <laughs> meaning that you know they're making enough dough, and the husband's like, "I'll help you in your business, or I'll help you in your career." Yeah, I don't know what kind of stuff that is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but let me just tell you something here. So I also just read this article mm-hmm. that. Uh, women who make who are either out earning or the breadwinners mm-hmm. um, their mates or boyfriends or you know partners or whatever have their mates cheat on them they have a higher yes. level of yes. infidelity because these guys who are being supported actually don't feel you know there's a problem like yes. I mean gender roles have changed but they haven't and so if you're supporting a man and he's he is more likely to cheat on you what do you like that's not going to work that's problematic so what are you going to do yeah read your book absolutely (laughs) (laughs) read your book we need tips all right looks like we have more audience questions i love this audience members state your name and then your question for sonia you're live on the air. Say hi to Periscope Meerkat. Hi. All around everyone. the world. Hi, <laughs> hi world. Hi, Sonia. Uh, my name is Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Sonia. Uh, I love your book. Thank you. I love you. Aww. I think you're the greatest. Oh, ooh, ooh, This is weird. <laughs> I just think she's uh, a diamond. A yes. diamond of a person. Um, so my question is, you know, obviously I know the title of your book, and I was just wondering if you ever have actually had to kick somebody off of your couch like they just got too comfortable and you were just like get out of here yeah. you know if you can like tell a story about that or something yeah okay so <laughs> I mean I have a couple of stories um, but one story is really interesting so this happened when I was in college and he wasn't even my man um, but <laughs> my boyfriend I mean my roommate's boyfriend um, had graduated from college and he had played uh, for a big football team in college I won't say what school mm-hmm. it wasn't USC mm-hmm. um, and he <laughs> He didn't get drafted, mm. which, you know, that's awful. What are you going to do? But he decided what he was going to do was basically live on our couch. Mm. But he wasn't paying rent. And so it was very peculiar. And I couldn't, I would come home from class every day. But he didn't, you know, he was like on the couch watching the cable that I was paying for, mm. eating the food mm. that I was paying for. Mm. And just there all the time. Right. And, you know, so we had to have this, com- the other roommate and I had to have a conversation with the roommate about her boyfriend. She's like, oh, you need to understand he's depressed, whatever. I'm like, okay, that falls under not my problem <laughs> because he's on my couch and he's eating my food and he's watching my cable. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Godspeed, like you're depressed, get help, get a job, get a life, not on my couch. So 
there have been others that I've had to give couch evictions to. <laughs> serve them with a New notice. term, couch eviction. Love, yeah, <laughs> so your ass needs to be removed. <laughs> right. Um, so, and then I've, I've heard of stories where there have been women who, you know, are on the couch. And so, yeah, it's, it's real, and that uh, was you know the impetus for the title and in your book then how do you encourage women to handle a situation like that well here's the thing i want us to handle it before it gets that bad yeah so there are a lot of signs yeah if you are dating a guy who has sloth like behavior i mean if he's like tends to be lazy yeah guess what he's gonna be a lazy ass husband it's not gonna change probably like you can't change a man you Mm. can't train him Mm. or you can't change that's another amen right there so so caesar milan he's the dog whisperer he can train dogs but you can't train your husband or your boyfriend right when you get a husband or boyfriend they're as is there are no lemon laws like, your lemon is not going to turn into a Lamborghini. Right. If anything, <laughs> he's going to get fatter and lazier, especially right. if you make more money. Mm. So, I like, there are all these signs. If you start making excuses for your boyfriend, like, if you're out with your boyfriend and you start embellishing his resume for him, oh boy, <laughs> probably time to, like, get not out. One, right? Yeah, so I have a lot of signs and clues before you get into the relationship. Very awesome. Another question from audience member? Hi, Sonia. My name is Noelle, and I absolutely adored the book. Hi, Noelle. Thank you. Um, And I was just curious, there's so many men out there who are smart and educated and have so much potential, but they're not living up to it in the same way that women are, and I'm curious if you've ever been in a relationship like that with someone with tons of potential who isn't fulfilling it. Mm. Yeah, amen to that. Okay, so here's the thing about potential. We all have potential. We have the potential to be a serial killer, (laughs) or we have the potential to be president of the United States, right? Right. So... If, unless you are actually doing things to like get towards that goal, and I'm not talking about talking about it, yeah, because a lot of men who are dating and women too, but a lot of men who are dating are not unlike politicians. Okay, they're on their campaign trail and they're trying Smoke to, screens. yeah, like they're you know they're telling you all the things you yep. want to hear, you know. But essentially, here's the thing: they're campaigning to get into your pants, mm. and so they're going to tell you a it's lot a of campaign. It is get into the pants right the vote the pants whatever (laughs) so they're going to tell you a lot of things that you want to hear but what we as women i think need to do is we need to look for people who are doers Mm -hmm. we need to see action it can't just be about a like talking a big game right we need to actually what have you done like janet jackson what What have have you you done done for me lately? lately Right. <laughs> awesome. Amen. Love that. Um, you know, you. I love the book. And again, we're having a very fun, light time. Again, the subject matter is um, keeping each other accountable when it comes to going all out, living your life to the fullest yeah. with a man of your dreams who compliments you. Yeah. Are you in a relationship right now? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I just tell the audience of... about that and, and Oh my how, god. Really? Um, I well, don't know. well, not not in the vein of why you're not, but it's I find mm-hmm. even and you've known me for some time. Yeah. I find that it's empowering actually yeah. to choose not to. I think a lot of people, Mm -hmm. a lot of women are, oh, I got to get married, I got to get married, or I got to even have somebody. A lot of women today really 
aren't even focused on marriage. They're focused on having a man. Right. Just to have a warm body with bump bump and um, just to say, I've got a man. I mean, I have a chapter in my book called Dick is Not an Endangered Species. (laughs) I'm sorry, what was the name of that chapter Dick is Not an Endangered Species. It's not. There's one on every corner. It's like Starbucks. (laughs) Okay. So we need to we need to actually be very discerning. We want to have men of integrity who you know bring something to the table. Right. Um, No. So I was in a relationship that was like three and a half years, uh, but that ended in the spring. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it ended in the spring, and he just got married. No. Yeah. Update. Yeah, he just got married, and he's having a baby. Oh, that's boy. due like any day now. No, yeah. So let's all do the math. Yes, and figure out that he yes. cheated on me. So many of those yeah. stories. So many of those. Yeah. Anyway, read the book. Read well, the book. yeah. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, learn from this. my mistakes. Learn from uh, you know girlfriends and and all of this stuff. So another question from audience member. Audience member, say your name, your question. Say hi to the world. Meerkat. Hi, world. I'm Nancy again. <laughs> Sonia, I love you. I love you. And I love the book. And I think it's brilliant. Now, to the older women in the Mm -hmm. world, and there are some, um, that I could glean so much. In my circumstance, I've been married a very long time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, everything flipped. It felt like a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. How long do you wait? Because honestly, spiritually, we're not to leave. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. Right. And then, but it's changed. And yeah. it's painful and it's hard. How would you suggest, how long? I mean, my gosh, there's no easy answer to that. And mm. I mean, I really think you have to, it's something that you, I know for myself when I w- was going through the process of contemplating divorce, yeah. I had to, I mean, I had to know that I had done everything yeah. that Divorce I could possibly not do. Easy. Yeah. yeah, to be able to to look my kid in the eye and say, "Look, I did it. I threw the kitchen sink at it." Yeah, and I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And and I just think it's. I mean, I think it's a very personal decision, mm-hmm. and so I can't give a blanket answer to anybody. But that's something that you have to just go through on your own and pray about, and then. You know, I, I, when I knew it was time to go, it was time to go. Like, yeah. I had no doubt. Yeah, I would agree. And it's really an inside job. It's a, it it's a spiritual issue. Yeah. It boils down to, as you said, have I done everything that I could do? Yes. Um, you know, short of selling your soul. Nobody right, wants right. to. If you get to the point where you feel like, you know, you've got to give up some inside stuff of your own and sell your soul, then... It's probably time to it's go. It's probably time to go. But I will say this. Um... I will say that emotional abuse is very real, mm, yeah. and I think that we, um, I think that we in general don't give enough gravitas to emotional abuse because right. guess what? It is abuse. Right. No, ma- I mean you may not have a mark on your arm or right. your face from it, but if you are being demeaned and degraded, yeah. and you know spun around yeah. and uh, and emotionally abused. That's abuse. It really is. And you can't help that person 
You have to help yourself. Yep. You know, it's interesting now that we're talking about this because Rihanna had an interview recently. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And she talked about how or why she took Chris Brown back. Yeah. She felt as though she could change him. Yeah. Now, she, we all saw the pictures. Right. Black eye. I mean, just everything. So she physically, we could tell that she was abused. But who knows how much, you know, before that. He had been calling her names or whatever, and then it turned into physical abuse. Yeah. I agree with you that um, men are very smart these days in the sense that they will demean a woman, maybe lock her up in her room. Who knows what's going on? But saying all that to say that if you're feeling as though you aren't living to your fullest potential with a mate, Mm -hmm. right, um, maybe it's time to do some soul checking for yourself. Yeah. And um, really see if there's another way to live. So. I, also, I also think that once, like, sometimes if you're in it, you can't see it. Yes. But once you're out of it, then you can say, oh, God, right. well, what was I doing in that? You know, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, so it's a, it's a tough, tough thing. Yeah. But we cannot be in the business of changing people or saving people. Right. There's only one person who saves. His name is Jesus Christ. Mm. So if that's not your name, then don't <laughs> be in that business. <laughs> What? Oh boy, I can't even say that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so another audience question, and then I want to ask Sonia some other stuff. Say your name. Say hi to the world. Hi Sonia. Hi Teresa. Hey. Hi world. My name is Crystal, and hey, Crystal. my question for Sonia: Have you ever loaned or given a boyfriend money? And if so, did that change your relationship in any way? Um, well, so I sort of have this rule that we don't, you don't loan or give a man who is not a member of your family money who's over the age of 16. Like, <laughs> I don't, because he can, if you're over the age of 16, like, you can get a job. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe I can gift you something if, like, I'm, you're going away to college yeah. and I give you a gift or whatever. But I just think it's a bad, it's a bad precedence to set. And I have a girlfriend who had loaned this guy money. Money, mm-hmm. um, and ran into him at a party when he was out with this other woman. And so it's like, were they oh. out on my dime? Like, that's yeah. what she was thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she actually kicked, like, physically kicked him. <laughs> like, where's my money? Yeah, so I, it's just not, it's just not a good idea. And I mean, I think it does, I think it does change your relationship. I, you know, listen, there are exceptions to everything, but I wouldn't be uh, quick to do that. Mm. Thank you. Great question. Thank you. Uh, so, Sonia, mentioning um, rules and regulations for men are just mm-hmm. how you structure a relationship. Are there any other rules like that that you have in a relationship that maybe you can talk to the audience about? I, I mean, I have a bunch of, like, you know, rules and things in the book that I go through. I, you know, one of the rules is... Um, if you want to ask me out on a first date, don't text me. Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> Honestly, like, let's just have some sort, me. just, like, I want to have some sort of, you know, real conversation and know that you're a human being and, you know, I just, I, I just think it's very impersonal and we're about to go on a date and I could, we could probably be exchanging spit, which is very personal. <laughs> and so I don't <laughs> want, like, it's just, I don't think it's right. right. I mean, on a fir- first date. Right. If I know you, whatever, you're like, hey, let's meet here. It's fine. Six months down the line, maybe. Well, I mean, I don't, it's, you know, whatever. But just not, like, a first date. Yeah. I, I don't want to have, like, all these long conversations with you via text. <laughs> also, another thing. Okay. 
if you catch a man in an untruth, which mm. is a lie, yes, early on in whatever it is dating relationship, uh, that's like you don't need to actually continue any sort of relationship <laughs> with that person because guess what? He's a liar. Yeah, and he showed you that immediately. When a person shows you who they are, believe believe it. them. Yes. Awesome. Another audience member question. Yay. State your name. Say hi to the world. Hi, hi Sonia. World. My name is Nadra. And I have a question. I know that you're the mother of a son. So I was wondering, what are you doing to shape your son into a quality man? Oh, Lord. Good question. Good question. We're going deep. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing <laughs> to shape you. my son? You know, I think just... Um, I, we talk a lot. Mm. And we talk about our emotions. Yes. And we talk about, um, you know, your fe- his feelings. And a lot of things I, I never really talk to my parents about. My kid is, he's like pretty an emotional person. Um, he has a really good relationship with, he has a good relationship with his dad. But he mm. has a really good relationship with my dad. That's good. Um, and my son's very much an alpha male. I mean, I'm learning a lot from him about <laughs> how guys how old are. Is he? He's 13. 13, Nice. But, um, is it? Okay. Um, but I mean, hopefully, you know, I'm teaching him to be chivalrous and respectful Mm. and, you know, a good, kind-hearted human being, which translates into a good, kind-hearted man. Yes. Um, and I... I don't know. I'm doing the best I can. I have no idea. Who knows? You know what? And I think that's a misnomer when it comes to being a parent, right? Yeah. There is no good instruction book. There is no instruction no, book. Uh-uh. You kind of it's have just to like go with prayer and hope and exactly do what you know. Yes. You think is right and the basics. Yeah. Please and thank you and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that. I'll never go out of style. Yeah. I mean, we're he he doesn't make us bad, but I don't either. We're really bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I admitted that. Okay. <laughs> Very oh, wow. nice. All right. Um, one more audience member question. Thank you so much, Nadja. Hi, Sonia. Hi, Jenny. State I'm, your name. I'm Say Jenny. hi to the world. <laughs> hi, Jen. I'm Jenny. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> world. And Teresa. <laughs> I love your book. Thank you. And I don't know... I know you have a lot of stories in there about dating, but I was wondering if you would tell us the story of your worst date. Or maybe your worst top three, if there are some. Um, Well, so I have this one date that is like just epic. Okay, Um, so 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 many years ago, um, I have a a manager for writing, and he met this other writer, and so he thought that we would be a good match. I think mostly because we were both writers and we're both black. I think that was the criteria. Um, and so I, I, I always felt as if after, right after I got divorced that I was like on the old bachelorette mm-hmm. and all my friends were setting me up with like these, you know, guys who were from the half price bin at Ross, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so it was like sometimes I want to say no, but yes, I do. Yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> and, and sometimes there was, you know, like some drunk girl at the end. Sometimes that was me. Um, but like there was no Chris Harrison, there was no rose ceremony. It was just anyway. So I would decide. I so I talked to this guy. We we're going to go on a date. He um, called me up. He said I have tickets to uh, the Mission Impossible three premiere. I think it was three, something like that. It was yeah. right when like Tom Cruise had had married or had a baby with uh, Katie Holmes. Yes. yes. 
And so I was like, oh, okay, fantastic. So that sort of like upped the ante on the date immediately, you know, because I made my hair appointment, like I figured out my outfit. <laughs> and so it was all happening. Right. And it was weird because he didn't call me like that day. Like he was telling, he told me he'd pick me up around sometime or whatever. It was like really early afternoon. <laughs> this was a blind date too. And this was, I was before I was on Facebook. So yeah. I didn't, it was really blind. So um, he picks me up and he, he was kind of strange enough very talkative and his windshield was cracked but he wouldn't talk about why it was cracked and um, he just he was very like 007 I was like I was like so where are you from and he was like well what do you mean like I mean are you from the continental United States is what I mean and he's like well I'm from all around and I said oh well like was your dad in the military or something my dad I don't even know who my dad is my dad could be president of the United States for all I know and at that time the president was George Bush and this guy was black so I was like I don't think that's I'm gonna say that's not your dad right and I want to leave I want to go home I want somebody to help me so um so anyway we arrive at the Mission Impossible 3 premiere and like there's this sea of people who are with the radio station or something power 106 and then uh, there are all these other people who have like their tickets and they're going to you know into the movie theater well right. he didn't have a ticket so he said well my friend is here and he saved us seats and um, and it was like four o'clock or something and then we found out the movie didn't start until seven but we were there at four <laughs> and so he, he calls his friend up on his cell phone and his friend and so then all of a sudden I see him waving to some guy who's in the sea of Power 106 people. And he hangs up and he's like, oh, see that guy over there? And I waved and he waved. He's like, well, that's my friend. He said, well, he didn't really save us seats because he's with the Power 106 people. So we don't really have seats, but we can go wait in line. That's like around the corner. <laughs> we were in Hollywood. I think the line ended in Beverly Hills. Um, and so I was like... Wait a second. You want me to wait in line for three hours with, like, a bunch of people and wear a Power 106 t-shirt? I don't even know what Power 106 is. You need to take me home right now. I'm a grown-up. So he left. And then he didn't even want to pay for parking, which was $2. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, one of the worst story. days. Wisdom. Wisdom, I'm going to say. That is um, officially the worst date. Yeah, I call it Power 106. Because <laughs> I don't even remember his name. It's just Power 106. It's just Power 106. <laughs> or Mission Impossible. Well, it was. I, it was. That's a really great name for it, Teresa. Mission Fantastic. <laughs> All right. I'll do uh, a reprint of the book immediately. <laughs> the international version. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome. That was fantastic. Audience, what do you think about Sonia? Give us a shout out out there. Woo! <laughs> Fantastic. So now we're going to get into uh, just a time check from Victor. You got about 10, 12 minutes. Awesome. That's all we need. You know, us girls move fast. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to hit on a few contemporary uh, hot topics. Yes. This segment is going to be called Ask Sonia Anything. Okay. She's going to give us the real. Just don't ask me how much I weigh. (laughs) (laughs) Or Um, what my real hair color is. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So recently, we all know Viola Davis won the Emmy. She gave the great speech. Right. Yes. Amazing. You cannot win an Emmy for roles that are simply not there. Right. Um, not everybody in Hollywood was particularly happy yeah. with her <laughs> speech. 
uh-huh. particularly uh, who is it, Nancy? Nancy from, something yes. on from General Hospital. You're in TV. You're yeah. a writer. What yeah. do you feel about that? Can you give well, us your unfiltered yeah. response? Don't to mess with black Twitter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one. I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I don't understand why she felt the need to comment on that because I don't know. Maybe she feels marginalized somehow, um, but she's not a black actor. Uh, she's not a black woman, and so she can't speak to that. I mean, she just can't. And the fact that she doesn't sort of have the respect or even the empathy to let what Viola said so eloquently stand on its own, it, it, I mean, it, I feel like it's disrespectful, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I and she doesn't get it. Right. So, you know what? My mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And that will be that. Um, Next hot topic, a little cat fight we had during the summer. Me? Me and you? Well, maybe. Not yet. Uh, (laughs) Only if there's mud involved, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Nicki Minaj and Molly Cyrus. Right. Well, you don't mess with Nicki Minaj. (laughs) I don't don't know what the problem is, because she she, looks petite, but I would not ever. I'm always on Nicki's side. (laughs) (laughs) So, their their beef actually centered around um, Nicki feeling as though Miley was perpetuating the black culture but not really understanding or feeling what black women are going through mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about that is there some you know when it comes to your book and talking about black women mm-hmm. my book's for well, all women well it's for all women um, right but a lot of people may think it's just for about black, black women right. right so even though it says it's not just about black women <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it whatever, no, I totally get right it. yeah 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 so how then do you feel about that in, in in that context when it comes to do you really have to understand someone's culture or do you really have to walk in their shoes in order to really appreciate what they're going through um I mean I, listen I think that well, let's do, let's do different questions because I because I feel as if are you talking about Miley appropriating like sort of hip hop culture? Yes, she had yeah, lingerie. Yeah. Hello, every white kid in the suburbs. Her voice has gotten deeper Listen, recently. Have you ever gone to like a Jay Z concert? Yeah. It's like if there oh. weren't white kids in the suburbs, he wouldn't yeah. have a career. If, if you were out in Woodland Hills, yeah, there's nothing but Jay Z. Yeah. yeah. So I I mean. I don't know if what Miley's doing is any different than what a lot of people are doing mm-hmm. or have done over, you know, the years. And, and I'm saying, like, back, you know, when, when black music was was first coming about and it was being appropriated from jazz, uh, let's say stolen, right. from, <laughs> you know, by mainstream um, culture. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's in Miley Cyrus's head. Right. Does anybody? No. <laughs> I'm not going to try and get in there. Let's say that. That's that's what, how I'm going to leave that awesome. one. Awesome. Great, great, great. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank Yay. you so much for having me. You're very welcome. It's so Thank lovely. You. Thank you so much for having me on your first show. You're this means welcome. a lot. And um, regarding the book, again, Big Fat Negro, get your lazy ass <laughs> off my couch. 
and it's not just about black men, okay? Um, and an Amazon drone can bring it to you, like, within, true. honestly. If you had ordered it at the beginning of the show, I bet it would be here right now. <laughs> it is available on Amazon, Amazon.com. There's a Kindle version. There's also a hardcover, softback. You can buy this as well. Or you can go to my website, and the yep. link will take you there. I'm going to let Sonia tell you about how to find her. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I'm here right now. <laughs> no, um, so you can you can reach me on Twitter at Sonia War, Instagram. I think it's at Sonia War, um, and I have a Facebook fan page, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I'm so not going to give out my phone number. Bless <laughs> it. So, <laughs> so the Twitter again is S O N J A W A R. That's also the Instagram, S O N J A W A R. And uh, you can find me again at Boss Chick Teresa. Please check out Pack Stereo TV Live. Woo! Please! Mario on the ones and twos, as we used to say way back when. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to tell you how long ago. <laughs> and then Vic as well, keeping us ladies looking all fantastic and debonair and all things beautiful. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. We've had a fantastic time here tonight. Again, check us out. Uh, my company is B Next Entertainment. You can find me at www bnextentertainment.com and uh, we will do this again if there are any topics you want to have us talk about if there's anyone in entertainment you would like to see please shoot us an email shoot me uh, you can comment down below as well we did not check questions on meerkat we did not check questions on live stream that's okay go ahead and add your questions and i'll definitely get back to you and respond with those if you have questions for sonia again go ahead make sure you enter those and we'll make sure that she gets back to you personally and with that said we're gonna wrap up um i appreciate Castereo tv thank you world and let us know how you like this. We love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. So we're not really off, right? No. <laughs> Alright, you've been watching Paxtero TV. That was Hollywood Live with Teresa Campbell. Special guests today, Sonia Warfield. That's Sonia for Jay. Hope you appreciate it live on all the streaming platforms, live streaming, news streaming, internet radio. Hope you appreciated those topics. Go on and contact him live online. You heard Teresa. She wants to hear from you. And so you too. I'm Mario Hensley. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the show. We'll be returning to the Pizzi Skipper Broadcast. You make me want to fly. In and out of this traffic jam. Dangerous and without a plan. Fill me up, boy, and let me ride. Crazy love, it's a crazy love. Feel the wind going through my camp. So alive, boy, and I'm so scared. Never knew love could move so fast. Crazy love, it's a crazy love. Pour it on, boy. So what's the use in trying? Destination, baby, all I know is that you and me were meant to be. Never let me go. Dangerous and without a plan, fill me up, boy.